And um, look at this little, little story here. Verse number one. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is in a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They said to him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his, to his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the first, from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. Look this way if you would. So this man that owned a vineyard would go to uh, 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 the marketplace there and uh, people that needed a job, needed work that day, would gather there. And the Jewish day started at 6 o'clock in the morning, so the first hour of the day is 6 o'clock in the morning. And so he came at 6 o'clock, hired some men, and sent them out into the vineyard to work. It was a 12-hour day. And he made an agreement with them. They shook hands, so to speak, and he made an agreement, I'll give you a fair day's wage. And at that time, one penny was a fair day's wage. That was a long time ago. And uh, But one penny was a fair day's wage. And so they made an agreement. Uh, he got those men out there in the vineyard. He gave them their instructions and so forth, and they got busy working. And he went back to the marketplace at the third hour. So six plus three is? Y'all still awake? Six plus three is nine. So we're talking about nine o'clock in the morning. Nine o'clock in the morning, he goes back, and he hires some others. Then he comes again, and uh, uh, the Bible said, and uh, he came uh, 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 at the sixth hour, the ninth hour, did likewise, and the eleventh hour he came. So he came at noon, he came again at three, and he came at five in the afternoon. So he hired at six, nine, twelve, three, and five, and the day ended, twelve-hour day, which started at six and ended at what time? 6 p.m., started at 6 a.m., finished 6 p.m. He hired at 6 a.m., 9 a.m., noon, uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So that means the guys that worked last, who got paid first here, the guys that worked last got one penny for one hour of work. That's a pretty good wage. Think about that. So for one hour's work, they got paid for a full day. Now notice verse number 10. But when the first came... So that's the guys that start at 6 o'clock in the morning. When the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. Stop and look at me right here. The foundation of all gratitude is the expectation of nothing. The foundation of all gratitude is the expectation of nothing. Here's a sad thing about our lives. The more we have, the more we think we deserve what we have and the more we want. And when we see God bless another, we assume because we're living right that we ought to get the same thing someone else got. Paul wrote and he said, Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. 
I submit to you that it's much easier to weep with those who are weeping than it is to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. It's not hard to feel bad for somebody who feels bad. But it's a little harder sometimes to be happy for somebody who's enjoying a benefit that we're not enjoying. And notice that word, circle it, verse number 10. They supposed. They had an expectation. They said, well, man, this is great. Those guys got a day's wage for one hour? Now, we'll just call that $100. That's not, that's not a getting rich wage. In fact, that's hardly buying grocery wage anymore. But anyway, let's just say $100 a day. And, uh, and uh, that guy, they got work one hour, and he gave them $100. You know, when that, when that happened, you know those guys that started out in the morning, they're doing the math in their head already. Whoa, a hundred bucks an hour? Ooh, we hit the jackpot, boys. We're getting ready to get 1,200 bucks. <laughs> but what happened? They got what they agreed on. They got exactly what they agreed on. And what did they do? Verse, verse 10, when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they what? They griped about it. Now that's a sad thing. Here's a man, gives him a job, gives him an opportunity, gives him a fair day's wage, which they agreed upon, and instead of saying, thank you, sir, for the opportunity, they griped and murmured and complained. And when they received it, they murmured against the good men of the house, saying, these last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, circle that word right there, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? You know what I think? I I think when he called him friend, I think this is somebody he already had a relationship with. I think that's why he got hired first. He knew the guy. He said, Man, that's my friend. Hey, man, you need work today? I need work. Come on, man. I'll give you a job. I'll give you a fair day's wage. I'll give you a penny. Hey, that's a good wage. Thank you, sir. They agreed on it. Come to the end of the day, he's griping and complaining at the good man. The Bible calls him a good man. And he's griping and complaining against him. Why? His expectations got raised. He said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Let me ask you a question. Is God good because God is good to me? Or is God good because God is good? God is good all the time. Amen. God is good all the time. And if God decides, like you've heard the stories at Christmas time, somebody's standing on the street corner, a busy street corner somewhere, just handing out $100 bills to passerbys, that guy's a good guy if he's going to hand out $100 bills. He's not good because he handed one to me. He's just good because he's good. And God is just good because God is good. Amen? Amen. And sometimes He's especially good to me. Sometimes He's especially good to you. But God is good all the time. When we create expectations in our life, we become ungrateful, even to the point of griping and complaining, when we ought to be grateful. There's something else that happens. We strain our friendships when we're ungrateful. We strain our friendships when we become ungrateful. He said, look, friend, I didn't do you wrong. I didn't do you wrong. He says in verse 14, Take that thine is and go thy way. You know what his ingratitude did? It got him fired. Ingratitude will result in lost opportunities. 
Can I tell you the person? Now listen. Yes, when we give, we ought to give with no expectations. But can I tell you something? Do you know who we enjoy giving to? We enjoy giving to people who are grateful when we give to them. When someone comes and says, thank you so much. Wow, this is amazing. You know what we want to do? We want to do it again. But when we give and someone says, yeah, thanks, or never says anything. Now, we ought to keep giving because giving ought to be the character of the giver, just like God is good all the time, and he doesn't get the thanks he deserves, Right? The Bible said he's good even to the, he is kind even to the, uh, uh, to the unthankful. He's kind to the unthankful and to the evil, the Bible said. God's just kind. God's just good. Dr. Williams says, one fellow said, God is good. He said, yeah, he just can't help himself. I mean, that's just who he is. He's good. And we ought to be the same way. But the truth is this, we enjoy giving to those who are grateful. And then it said this in verse number 15. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? You know what ingratitude does? It distorts our view of good people. Ungrateful people end up seeing, that wasn't fair. I didn't get to. They didn't pick me, didn't pick my kid, didn't let me do this. They gave him more than they gave me. And our view becomes distorted. You know what? You cannot be a grateful person and filled with bitterness at the same time. You can't do it. Let me show you one other passage here. Turn with me, if you would, please, to, um, uh, uh, to uh, Philippians 4. Philippians chapter 4. Are you, uh, you kids from uh, Commonwealth are going to sing for us tonight? Is that right? Y'all going to sing for us? Okay, you're going to sing here in just a second. Get ready. Miss Hamilton, you come on to the piano. Are you playing for them? Who's playing for them? Miss Hamilton's playing for them. Okay. All right. They're going to sing God's Been Good. Amen. Uh, Philippians, look at it. Uh, let me get over there with you. <laughs> Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. Now, let's look right here for just a minute. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Joy in the Christian life is a fruit of God's Spirit in us. If there's no spirit fullness in your life, then there's no joy in your life. You cannot be filled with the Spirit and filled with bitterness at the same time. And joy is a fruit of the Spirit. You cannot produce joy in and of yourself. That's a fruit of the Spirit. If you have no joy, you need to ask yourself, what have I done to grieve the Holy Spirit? Because a Spirit-filled Christian will have joy. Then he said this, rejoice in the Lord always. There should never be a time when we do not rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always and again. Guess what? We have to be reminded over and again to rejoice. Do we not? How many of you, how many of you live with somebody who has a tendency to complain? How many, how many of you sometimes, you say, Pastor, sometimes I gripe, sometimes I complain, sometimes I see the glass half, how many of you struggle a little bit with this? Say amen. All right. Okay. All right. He said, look, I'm telling you again. Why? We need to hear it again. Uh, 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 he said, I say, Paul said, I say rejoice. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you know where Paul was when he wrote this? He was chained to a Roman soldier in prison. Chained to a Roman soul. 
He didn't say this because he had great circumstances. The lesson is that our circumstances do not have to determine our inward attitudes. You can rejoice in tribulation. You can rejoice when things are going well. You can rejoice when you're in prison falsely for the testimony of Jesus Christ chained to a Roman soldier. And look at this in verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. If you think about that verse in the context of the previous verse, the word moderate means keeping yourself from extremes. If you are going to have a spirit that rejoices all the time, you're going to have to moderate your own spirit. You are going to have to pay attention to your spirit and your attitude, and you're going to have to say to yourself, Hey, self, stop that. Get a smile on your face. Uh, Rejoice. Uh, Be thankful. Uh, uh, Lift someone's spirit. And you and you alone can moderate your own spirit. Kids, come on up and sing for us, would you please? And uh, let's see. Let's... uh, Y'all, y'all line up in the front there, and let's get a bunch of teenagers behind them. We, we can sing this. We've sung this many, many times before. Can I get a bunch of teenagers to come up and sing? And um, they are going to sing. What are y'all going to sing? What are you sing? What would you just sing? Somebody said, Dr. Jorgensen sent me a picture of you in chapel singing. So what were you singing? God's been good. All right. Come on up and sing and uh, for us. God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams. Any other teenager want to go out and sing? Amen. Oh, 
see something special you, uh, you can go on uh, YouTube and uh, and see them sing that about 10 or 15 years ago when they were little tiny things take your song books turn to number 342 before we sing this I'd like for 15 people to stand and tell me something that God did for you that you remember it doesn't have to be this last year but something special some random act of kindness that was showed to you or some special provision of the Lord and uh, it needs to be 30 seconds or less, uh, but uh, we have about uh, a dozen folks. I'm going to give you, I'll start on this one. I remember when we had uh, Brooks' wedding, and uh, it, was a, it was a busy time, of course, and the wedding was on Saturday, and uh, we um, uh, had the rehearsal, uh, oh, rehearsal dinner, it was a smaller gathering, over at the school, and uh, so we got done with that, and we're cleaning up and everything. And I was—it was already, you know, fairly late in the evening. And I was all geared up to come over here because I had we had to break down everything here and clean it all up. And got over here, and the Jarretts had cleaned everything up over here, and it got away with me. I mean, I have a mindset—you know, it's going to be several more hours, and it was fine. We we came over here with that plan and walked in, and everything was put back. And ready for church the next day. And that was just a random act of kindness. And it meant a lot. Anyway, so many things you all have done for us as a family. That just stuck out of my mind. I don't know if that was 30 seconds or more. But less than 30 seconds. Who's got, a, who's got one for me? Real quick. Just lift it up real quick. And, uh, and if you haven't testified yet, especially we love to. But whoever's got something God did for you. We won't drag this out of you. Something God did for you. Some unexpected blessing. Uh, monetary, whatever else. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Just, just lift your voice up there. Answer. There we go. Now we got it. Um, we were waiting to leave. We were standing over there, and um, my dad was talking. I forgot who, who he was talking to, but we were just waiting to leave. And Grandma Shook, she comes over, and after you preached about how, like, the older people, like, the older, like, teenagers should uh, help the younger ones. Well, Grandma Shook just pulled out her wallet and gave me and Brayden a dollar bill. Wow. That was sweet. (laughs) Yes, sir, Brayden. I was saved um, uh, this past year on October 14th, I believe, by uh, uh, Jordan Trent. Wonderful. Amen. Amen. Trenton Jordan, is that right? Yes, sir. Is that what you said? Trenton Jordan. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, sir. Brother Mo. Yeah, Pastor, I shared this with you back in March. Uh, who was the the man that came and gave his testimony on tithing? Uh, uh, Bob Brevis? I think Rebus? so, yes. Yes. Um, open confession to the whole church. I never was a tither. Never was. And uh, I'd start, you know, I'd been told, you know, you need to start tithing, Robert. You need, you know, it, it's, it becomes easy. Well, I was never a tither. And that night, as he spoke, I sat here and I, I, I cried because I felt like I was the only one in the service. And then he made a statement, and I remember telling you this. What if God was to charge us a penny for every single breath we take in our lifetime? I, I pondered, and I looked it up on Google. And here, I, we, we've, we've lost a lot of people because of COVID. And I got COVID back in 2020. And, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with pulmonary issues right now, but I'm still alive. Amen. And I could never repay God. And I started tithing back in March of this year. And that was the most influential service that I'd been in in the whole year. And I have the Lord to thank for that. Um, to my knowledge, I have not missed a week. I, I, I tithe on what I make in a week, not on a month, because it was hard for me to on that month. I know it took longer than 40, 30 seconds, but I just had to share this. That's great. Thank you, Brother Robert. That's a blessing. That's good. Anybody yeah. else want to share something God did for you? Just unexpected blessing. All right, Daniel, and then back down here on, over here. Just hold your hand up, and Brother Hampton will come to you. Yes, sir. Stephen? Uh, we were about to head to uh, North Valley Baptist Church in California for a conference, and we weren't doing bad on funds, but it was certainly getting to that area I didn't want it to be at. So I just kind of you know, prayed and said, Lord, if you'll provide, we're going to go. We'll get these you know, plane tickets, and we'll head over there. And uh, we had a conference. We were, at just, we were just able to be there a couple of days with uh, Pastor Ricky Rosario. And uh, before we headed out, they took up a love offering for us. And it was, it was more than what we needed for the tickets. So by the time we were able to get there, we'd be able to, you know, buy food for ourselves and things like that. But uh, after the conference ended, they gave us a love offering. And there was another uh, paper in the envelope there. We looked at it, and it was the price of the plane tickets. They had gotten a copy of our receipt, and they reimbursed us for that. So wow. God's just, in, in many stories, I suppose I could tell. But that one specifically set, sticks out in my mind right now. But God's blessed us very much Amen. so on deputation. That's great. Praise the Lord. That's good. That's good. Who else? Preacher, yes. there's, a, there's so much to be thankful for. And i uh, definitely thankful for the church and for you. And uh, thankful for my family. Um, but uh, when Austin went off to college, I became the bus captain of the bus route. And so when he was the bus captain, of course, we were all on the bus route. And I noticed how much he loved the kids. Hmm. And I noticed how he would... Um, on the way home to drop them off, he would go sit with the kids and he'd talk to them and he would build that relationship with Amen. them. And, uh, and I picked that up from him. And so, you know, we, you know, you know, after the church, we'll go home, take the kids home and we'll go sit. I'm so thankful for the workers Amen. Uh, that are on the bus route. And of course, <clears throat> brother Don, he's in the back. He always gives us a hard time, but, uh, I'm very thankful for brother Don. Uh, but, you know, loving those kids and, and having them come up and hug you and tell them that you love them and then they tell you that they love you, and that's real special. And I'm, yes. uh, I'm thankful for the bus ministry. Amen. Praise the Lord. It is so rewarding. Yes, sir. Uh, back at the beginning of the year, um, uh, our house, we were, while we were at the marriage retreat, our house was broken into. 
and uh, and we lost some things. They they took some things, and uh, so anyway, um, a few weeks after that, uh, Stephen Yance called me, and he said, "Hey, I got something for you." And uh, so I went outside, and he had bought us a gun safe, a really nice gun safe, and uh, not a cheap one. And um, so anyway, I just really appreciated that, and I was real grateful for that, and and his friendship, and so. It was a blessing to me. That's yeah. a blessing. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Grandpa should. And then we'll go over here. Uh, preacher, Grandma and I were driving on interstate, and the car started acting up. So we exited. Uh, went a little distance. Car started running fine. Well, we got back on the interstate, uh, came back a little different uh, exit. And the car ran beautifully all the way home. And then uh, Sunday morning, I found out why God got us mm-hmm. off that stretch highway. A tractor trailer crossed the median, collided with another tractor trailer. Cars piled up and people were killed. But God got us off the highway. Amen. Hallelujah for that. That's great. Yes, ma'am. Um, one thing that stands out to me in my mind is um, when Noah graduated and then just all of the gifts that he was given from all of the people here at this church, just the amount of love that he was shown. Um, to, it, it, was just, it was an encouragement to me. Mm-hmm. Just that other people believe in him and it was an encouragement to me. Amen. So. That's great. He that hath friends. I want you to sing this great hymn with me, 352, 42 rather. Everybody get your hymn book out. This is not as familiar perhaps to many of you, but this is a great, great hymn. This will be the last thing we do tonight. Can I ask you to stand? You're going to stand to go home in a minute anyway, all right? But I want you to think about these words as you sing them. Tomorrow's a day it's been set aside for us to express our gratitude and thanks to our God God miraculously provided for supplied protected that little fledgling group who came to seek religious freedom on the shores of this great land that was by divine providence and uh, we're here today because of it and um, such a history deserves many thanks sing this great hymn with me together all three verses we gather together to ask the lord's blessing he chastens and hastens his will to make known the wicked oppressing from distressing sing praises to his name He forgets not his own. Beside us to guide us, our God with us joining, ordaining, maintaining his kingdom divine. So from the beginning, the fight we were winning, Thou, Lord, wast at our side, the glory be Thine. We all do extol Thee, Thou lead.
leader in battle and pray that thou still our defender wilt be. Let thy congregation escape tribulation. Thy name be ever praised, O Lord, make us free. Lord, it's been sweet just to be with God's people and to hear of thy goodness in individual lives. Thank you for our children, Lord. They touch our hearts and warm our hearts. Thank you for the young people. Thank you for our families. Lord, some will be alone tomorrow. May thy sweet presence be very real to them and their time of fellowship with you. So delightful. Minister every to every heart. Some tomorrow will be their first Thanksgiving without someone very dear to them. And there will be seasons throughout the day, no doubt, where their hearts will be heavy with grief. Would you just give them an unusual measure of grace and comfort to help them through the day? And uh, Lord, we just love you. Bless our fellowship tomorrow, throughout this week. And uh, may we be a good testimony for you, always rejoicing. Again, I say rejoicing. And uh, Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.